when I was a young fellow, when I was a little kid, uh, I remember when I was big enough to see out of the automobile, out of the car, and this was in the 50s, I noticed the other pinstripe designs on the other cars, and I had the thought, hey, I could do that. And so when I got home, I had a mission. I was decorating my my little wagon, and I was decorating my bicycle, and the next thing you know, all the other kids in the neighborhood were noticing what I was doing, and they talked me into doing something for them, and I'd go, yeah, I could do that. But then I'd, well, the whole time I was painting, I was thinking, why don't they just do it themselves? <laughs> okay, thank you. 
Have you always been an artist? I've always been an artist, but I actually started as a musician because when I was six months old, I was playing on the linoleum. Wow. Okay. And then how did learning circus horsemanship influence you for the rest of your life? Well, the part of the reason that I withdrew into creativity was because of a frustrating situation at home. My older brother produced bizarre behavior and he was kind of physically clumsy. And because of that, he was the target of all the kids in the neighborhood. And Mm -hmm. so as a little kid, I figured out that uh, entering into uh, relationships with other people was not a safe thing to do. And so I withdrew Mm -hmm. into creativity and, uh, and then, uh, in, during the frustrating teenage years, uh, I, <clears throat> you know, the situation at home was not ever going to get better. It was just frustrating the entire time. That's when I had the idea that I would run away and join the circus in an effort to make an improvement. And uh, I played the drums, and I painted beautiful signs on the equipment, and uh, I proceeded to find out, find a whole bunch of other ways that I could be an even more valuable as a circus man and i became fascinated with the uh with the animals when they were when the animal trainers would have these animals perform and do different kinds of tricks and stuff i became fascinated with that and the next thing you know i had entered into the process of creating my own six pony liberty act with the help of an old cowboy out in Oklahoma who taught me how to do that and that was my introduction to a functional way to interact with another living being so I credit the ponies and the horses that I had in my life with uh, starting me in what I call relationship 101 (laughs) wonderful wonderful and then would you like to just share what was the most tragic point in your life and a turning point that revealed an even greater calling as a creative. You kind of just touched well, on that, actually. Yeah, I'll be happy to do that. Well, I ended up, okay. uh, I ended up because I had been reluctant socially uh, from the get-go. From as a child, I was so uh, independent and self-reliant that I did not. Uh, I did not rely on uh, contribution, uh, information coming from those around me, like most people that grow up normally and become part of society. They learn how to uh, uh, receive from other people. Um, And so because I was so independent and self-reliant, I had to come up uh, through the uh, process of learning the hard way. And uh, I ended up uh, overdoing it and uh, and then learning the hard way uh, through tragedy uh, that my way wasn't going to, you know, didn't work. And so uh, it took, it took uh, my experiencing a, a tragic uh, hitting of, hitting bottom, you know, devastation and, and, uh, bankruptcy and all of this kind of stuff in order for me to get my wake-up call and become willing to reach out 
to other people and ask for help and then become a uh, not only a contributing member of society but also open to receiving contribution, which is, I think, mm-hmm. the a whole purpose of our being part of the herd of uh, humanity is for us to uh, find ways to be a blessing to each other. So my yes. that turning point that I experienced introduced me to a completely different way of living my life. So I was transformed from socially reluctant and uh, introverted and withdrawn into a highly motivated uh, people person seeking ways to be a blessing to the entire world. Wow. Yes, yes. And then when did writing begin as yet another creative vein of expression? Yeah, my writing started about 30-some years ago. It started with uh, uh, the inventory work of the process of recovery and then evolved into marketing efforts. And the next thing you know, I'm writing interesting stories because I've lived an interesting life, uh, trooping all over the North America and half of Canada, performing with horses with the circus, and then uh, becoming a uh, highly regarded artist who put uh, airbrushed murals on the backs of motorhomes. That required me traveling all over the country also. So the next thing you know, I had enough content for a book <laughs> and then through a uh, through a friendship with a professor at a university, we collaborated and published the first book. And then that uh, inspired the second book, which is because so many people come and mention to me that uh, I'm living the life of their dreams. There's a lot of people <laughs> in the world who would just love to be doing what I've been doing my entire career, and you ought to write a, write a guidebook on how to do that. So my second book is called Hit the Road and Thrive, Seven mm-hmm. Secrets for Living the Dream. And it's, it's kind of a, it's a combination of a whole bunch of stories and some practical lessons in regards to the mentality it takes to uh, put yourself out into the unknown territory and and uh, turn whatever you find into a reason to be successful and a source of encouragement. Even if uh, the reader uh, does not have the ability to go out and hit the road, it's still going to end up giving the reader something that they can use right there where they are in regards to their uh, mental health and their attitude and uh, the transforming from uh, possibly being stuck into uh, a successful, thriving, um, uh, altruistic mentality that provides the, the freedom and the joy and the hope and fulfillment uh, that uh, everybody's actually probably looking for. So, um, and I, I, I am so enthused about this book and what it could possibly do for the readers that I am putting it available on a website so that they can get a download. They can actually get the ebook download for free at a website called uh, DaveLetterfly.com. Okay. 
Okay, perfect, because I definitely want to read it. And then how in heaven's name did you get to travel for your entire career? I discovered the ability to travel right out of high school when I took my set of drums and I joined the circus. And this is back in the 70s. And that was when the old-time under-big-top canvas tent uh, circus would travel uh, one, they would be in town for one day. We were, the circus would go to seven different towns every week, and the show would pull into town and set up all the tents in the morning, give two shows, take it all down, and then go to the next town. And so I learned how to travel as a teenager, and then when my uh, career evolved and I became a uh, more of a pictorial painting artist and a sign painter and a lettering man, I used that same mentality to go seek out of the interesting projects to do rather than setting up shop in a contemporary manner. And then you got to take everything that comes through the door because I was uh, traveling around finding opportunity. I was able to uh, just, uh, become fascinated with sensational projects in theaters and and uh, amusement parks and even on the fairgrounds and, and certainly with circuses, in addition to all of the contemporary uh, uh, uses for the old-time sign painter. And then when it came time for me to become a motorhome mural artist, uh, I had my uh, hand developed as a pictorial artist, and I was able to satisfy a, uh, a demand for personalizing the exteriors of the motorhomes with the airbrush for a period of 20 years until mm-hmm. technology came up with uh, digitally printed uh, output that replaced the, uh, the need for a uh, hand-painting uh, artist like myself. And then I had to evolve again. So today I'm... I'm still traveling. I'm, I have a route of Harley-Davidson stores pretty much on the East Coast, east of the Mississippi, and I'm in a different Harley store every week, and I am still applying the old-fashioned way of creating art by hand with paint, with the old-fashioned mm-hmm. pinstriping and even and all of the aspects of pictorial work and gold leaf and, and uh, lettering and, and all of those things, and my it's it's a really a fun job because what i'm doing is i'm making motorcycling more fun for the biking community and it, it's and it's a and there it and every week is a different uh, uh sensation different territory different environment different community there's and it's it's put me into a flow of creativity uh, thanks to the uh ability to travel. Excellent, excellent. And then can you explain how and why you evolved over the years? How did I evolve? Well, I had part, mostly it was because of necessity. Uh, As Mm -hmm. I mentioned earlier, I became fascinated with training horses to perform at the circus, but at the same time, the circus was evolving 
into a entertainment venue that did not have any animals at all. So it, the market, what I was fascinating, fascinated with, was going away. And I and uh, thank goodness I had been developing my skills as an artist. And uh, there was a huge market back in the 70s and 80s for hand-painted signs and lettering and, and images and everything. And that started to uh, change when the computer started to generate uh, hand or machine-cut vinyl letters that satisfied the uh, sign market. And that's what floods the market today. And so I had to evolve. I was... I was not that crazy about the sign business, but I was uh, interested in developing my skills as an artist and finding other opportunities to uh, create things that were sensational. So uh, part of the reason that I evolved was because of necessity. You know, certain things were going away, and uh, and then uh, I have to credit uh, serendipity for for providing me with the next chapter for my career because at the time I morphed into becoming a, an, a motorhome artist. There had been no history of motorhomes with art that's on them prior to that period, prior to the mid-'80s. It was just a, a phenomenon that was just blossoming at that time uh, during the birth of the of the big uh, – diesel pusher motorhome era they had just arrived on the scene and and ma and pa usa wanted to look like a touring country star so they they wanted art on the outside of their motorhome so it was a it was a phenomenon that uh appeared out of nowhere and i just happened to be in the right place at the right time and i became the most prolific uh, motorhome mural artist of anyone in the rv industry Wow, wow. It's amazing. And then what is your favorite movie? My favorite movie <laughs> yes. of all time is yes. a Buckaroo Banzai. That is an incredible movie that was made back in the mid-70s. It's a spoof, and I just love It's one of those movies that you can watch over and over and over again. It's a great movie. I recommend it. Okay, Buckaroo Bonsai. Buckaroo Bonsai. Yes, I'm in film school, so I'm definitely going to check that one out. And then, how has the service mentality changed your relationship with being creative? The circus? That's oh, no, I'm sorry. How has the service Service, yeah. The service, service mentality, yes, changed your relationship with being creative. Okay. Um, as I mentioned before, I was uh, withdrawn and self-reliant and independent and probably pretty self-centered because of the frustrating childhood situation I grew up in. And then thanks to the transformation that occurred as the result of hitting a dead end, I I was able to uh, go through what I call a turnaround, and I became a completely different person. So the the transformation from uh, being self-centered and into becoming fascinated with finding ways of service 
also qualifies as a uh, as the same demonstration that is uh, prevalent in most uh, spiritual analogies. But they encourage you, uh, you know. I don't necessarily want to refer to the church, but in uh, in a spiritual understanding the the believer the walk the person who walks in faith uh who is like the good samaritan looking for ways to be of service to other people is also the person who has a mind filled with peace and joy and gratitude and uh instead of uh in fear of of like the self-centered person is walking in fear because he's afraid that his car doesn't look to, uh, prestigious enough, and uh, you know he, he, he and and he's afraid of what other people are thinking. But when we end up becoming completely consumed with the service mentality, and we're looking for ways to be a blessing to the other people, then uh, we get to completely bypass all of that fear. Uh, foundational stuff that sep- actually separates us from the, those around us. So the service mentality serves to not only uh, uh, cleanse our mind of that stuff that would separate us, but it also uh, helps to not only connect us with our environment, but especially with our higher power. Oh. Yes, yes. And then for our last question, is there anything you are not able to do? <laughs> there is one thing. I've done a lot of things in my career, and because of my ever-changing itinerant career, it's been there, it's actually uh, sort of demanded that I learn how to do a tremendous amount of things. But there is one thing that I have not been able to figure out how to do, and that is get the toothpaste back in the tube. (laughs) Okay. That's wonderful, wonderful, excellent interview. Thank you so, so much. I'm ecstatic to have you here. And again, as I said earlier, to share you with the audience. And um, could you please let the audience know what your social media handles are or the best way to contact you? I'll be happy to do that. Uh, the best uh, name to to just remember for all of my contact information is Letterfly, and that's spelled L-E-T-T-E-R-F as in Frank, L-Y, Letterfly. And my email address is letterfly at AOL.com. My primary website is letterfly.com. On Facebook, you'll find Letterfly Pinstriping. You'll also find Dave Letterfly. And you'll even find Letterfly Art Park, which is a, a, a Facebook site dedicated to my piece of property down in Florida. And uh, uh-huh. on Instagram and all of the other ones, simply do a search for Letterfly. And uh, that's the best way to, for, for me to come up. And then for the free book, Hit the road and thrive. Go to DaveLetterfly.com. DaveLetterfly.com. 
Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna put that I'm gonna put that address in the show notes as well or the show description so that the audience can access it from here as well. Okay, and then uh, uh Dave, what is your favorite coffee and or hot beverage? My favorite hot beverage is a black cup of coffee. Um <laughs> It's a, my favorite hot beverage is, yeah, yes, coffee. Yes. Now, I coffee. am a purist, and I don't put anything in my coffee. I drink coffee mm-hmm. the way that God intended for you to drink it, which is black. No cream, no syrup, mm-hmm. no artificial flavor, no sugar, no nothing. And I'm the kind of guy who wants to drink his coffee while it's hot. You know, yes. three quarters of yes. the way down the cup, when it turns tepid, I'm no longer interested in, in it anymore. And I am uh, able to uh, refrain from having my cup of coffee in the morning until I'm in a situation where I can enjoy it. So typically I get up in the morning, brush my teeth, wash my face, get dressed, do my uh you know, my little morning meditation routine to get centered. And then I jump in the little Volkswagen van and go to the diner. And when I get to the diner, I can sit down with my little laptop computer because that's when I do my writing. And they bring me a cup of coffee, and I have the ability to sit there and enjoy my cup of coffee while I get the laptop uh, in front of me and get get the project rolling. And then as the coffee does it, does its magic, then the next thing you know, the words just start rolling out of the ends of my fingers, and I am uh, a happy guy. (laughs) Thank you. You made this a very happy episode. The Guru of Living an Interesting Life, Humanity and Horsemanship with David Letterfly Nodder. Thank you so much again for being our guest today, and goodbye for now. Very good. Have a wonderful day. <laughs> Bye-bye. Thank you. To you too. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, that was the magnificent Dave Flutterfly. So, um, again, I'm going to add to the show notes his uh, second um, website link so you can access it by going to coffeechatwithcamille.com. Okay. And this is uh, the he's our first episode of season ten, so it's season ten, episode one. And when you go to the website, you can search for his name, okay, or the episode number. It should come up as well. All right. So the name of the episode again is Humanity and Horsemanship with David or Dave Letterfly Nodder. All right. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed this most fabulous fabulous guest and that you are having an inspiring week and inspiring others. Goodbye for now.